This is the Comstock Report podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The temperature forecast here for the weekend improved slightly with only Saturday night, the only one below freezing. I am hoping for slow corn and soybean emergence. I will cover the flower pots. There were a few attempts at cover crops being made here locally, but they are pretty straggly excuses for a cover crop with poor stands. The corn is in, so it appears that most cover crops will cover for soybeans, and they are going in as well. Early planting just doesn't give cover crops time to develop where we live. No one here is going to wait for a cover crop to plant. This season was a perfect example why cover crops are more hype as an exercise in political correctness than a workable agronomic practice. Further south, I am sure that it is different. We remove stocks, apply and incorporate manure and plant early. There is no room for a cover crop in there anywhere. Here's a Brazil update. Brazil exported 16.3 million metric tons of soybeans in April, blowing past the previous record of 12.2 million metric tons set in 2018. They have exported over 34 million metric tons so far this year, compared to roughly 9 million last year, or an increase of nearly 36% more than the last year at this time. Brazilian farmers have already sold ahead 35% of their overall crop for next year, capitalizing on favorable prices and high optimism. All the token purchases China has made from the U.S. recently don't amount to a hill of beans compared to what they are buying in Brazil. It appears that they intend to buy Brazilian beans down to the last grain. My son's brother-in-law finished the soybean harvest last Friday, May 1st. Overall, they averaged over 60 bushel per acre on the entire area. They should be rather pleased with that. The second crop corn harvest should begin next month. They are expecting a good crop as well as they've received plenty of rain in April. Mato Grosso is also expected to perform well. Paraná and Rio Grande do Sul have not been as lucky with dry weather expecting to hurt corn yields there. With COVID-19 sweeping Brazil, export logistics are likely to be impacted. Brazil exported that 16.3 million metric tons of soybeans last month, which means they are running balls to the walls exporting soybeans before the epidemic hits hardest there. Brazil is rushing to get them loaded on ships. Most are heading to China, so they'll have a glut of supply coming. That should give China some buffer relative to increasing trade tensions and more uncertainty over phase one. We've just gotten to a better place with trade with China for the ag sector through the phase one trade deal, and now the uncertainty returns. I think that Donald J. Trump understands the economic downside to his picking a real fight with China, so we'll get most of what he wanted by making them the political scapegoat. Given the seriousness of his charges, doing nothing would not be punishment. He is pushing them, and they have never been ones to roll over. China is behind on phase one purchases, and Trump will challenge them to further step up to their trade obligation. The president has reportedly ordered a review from U.S. Trade Representative Lighthizer to evaluate China's compliance with phase one. They have threatened other actions against China that would blow relations up completely if taken. So far, it is just talk. Trump has threatened many things before that he has not done. China has not been reinvesting the proceeds as its U.S. Treasury bond portfolio matures. There have been rumblings of messing with bond payments. That could blow things up more than with China. The Treasury has to borrow $2.99 trillion this quarter. That means that U.S. investor confidence needs to be guarded. The recovery in unleaded gas prices now leaves them only $0.10 under ethanol. Ethanol margins are still negative, but there was some improvement. 
They are betting on better gas demand from state economic reopenings. The ethanol industry is very, very beat up. The Andersons reported a $37.7 million loss first quarter, $24 million from ethanol, and have shut down their ethanol plants. They are going to spend less in order to conserve cash. That is how most companies are responding to the pandemic, large or small. Ethanol companies are so battered that it will take a much improved outlook with profitability to begin to turn them back on. So far, there has been little mention of any bailout from Washington for the ethanol industry. There have been cracks opening up in the U.S. food supply chain. Hamburger is now reported to be selling for $6.50 a pound. When we have a glut of fed cattle and grocery stores are limiting quantities to consumers, this is maddening. All high stores are limiting meat purchases to a combination of four packages of fresh beef, ground beef, pork, and chicken. When we have a glut of fed cattle and the soaring price of beef is slapping consumers across the face, this is a crack in the supply chain. This crack will not be repaired until kill capacity recovers. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.